Jordan Peele, he's wanting us to question things. Someone said something along the lines of like, oh, I love brown babies. Mm. Brown is so in right now. Oh, dude. Welcome back to another episode of Real Chumps, where chatting about movies feels like hanging out with friends. I'm your host, Marcel, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Danny. This week, we are continuing our month-long watch of thriller, spooky, and some scary movies. We are watching the 2017 film Get Out, directed and written by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry, uh, Caleb Landry Jones, and much more. Uh, b- before we jump into it, though, quick reminder, we want to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, uh, turn on those notifications, so that way you never miss an episode. To join the conversation, follow us on social at Real Chums, and if at the end you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you left a review. It helps us get discovered. And on a quick note, um, in case you don't make it to the end of the episode, next week we're, we'll be talking Shaun of the Dead. Ooh, yes. So make sure you watch that. We'll remind you at the end of the episode, but that's that one there. Yeah, I that's love it. that. Thanks for reminding me. Question of the day. Question of the day. Is Jordan Peele the uh, modern-day Hitchcock? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that could be a whole episode. Have you seen Us or no? Nope? Uh, I have not seen either of those. Okay. But I've seen enough of yeah. the behind-the-scenes. I've seen enough of, the, of uh, some breakdowns and some other things. I just haven't watched the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because they take me, I take a little bit longer to get into scary movies. They're not I, scary. I, I know they're <laughs> suspenseful, <laughs> but like, but but the thing is, like, those movies I don't tend like. I don't immediately go out and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on my watch list, and I think part of it is because like, I want to dedicate real time to it. Mm-hmm. That's not just something that I'm trying to like consume when I'm trying to wind down and sure, trying sure. to whatever. Yeah. But Jordan Peele is such an amazing filmmaker incredible filmmaker like i i love watching key and peel yes okay um and i think it's on netflix right now i i binged all of the first five or four seasons a couple months ago okay so you and you let me tell you why because they're only 20 minute episodes okay (laughs) and there's only like 15 episodes per season the moment it's 20 what would you say? 25 minutes? 25 minutes? 20, 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah. The moment it's 27 minutes and it's almost 30, 30 minutes, you're out. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> I ain't got time to sit down. And, and I love it. I'm never going to let you live that down. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I, as many of you know, I just can't do long episodes, long seasons. It, it just, I can't. It's hard for me to. It speaks it. more to my level of commitment <laughs> in every aspect of life, okay? <laughs> I have commitment issues. <laughs> That's just what it is. That's really what it is. Um, and I don't. <laughs> and I don't. Okay, so the question is, yeah. So do you feel... that My question... So yes or no? Do you feel like Jordan Peele uh, is becoming the modern-day Hitchcock? I... When, when you say... Uh, want to dissect this question okay that's uh, when you say hitchcock you mean from like a being a, a great thriller filmmaking like suspenseful filmmaker i think i think um because he does a lot of like he uses suspense and horror elements to tell social commentary stories right 
which I don't think Hitchcock. No, because he was a white guy. Yeah, right. But 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 here's my thing. Hitchcock still told stories that were more risky. Yeah. In his time period. Yes. Yes. Right. So he's told these stories. To me, when I think, I would say yes. Okay. Because Jordan Peele is uh, a master at his craft. Mm-hmm. I think his him and um, uh, when they were Keen Peele when they were doing their show that they were able to flex their muscle in short form, yeah, impactful weekly episodic um, sketches or sketches, and getting even more aggressive with the reps, right? Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, he wants to tell really impactful stories, yeah, and he's chosen to ch- horror or suspense as his medium. Yeah, Hitchcock his was um, a like a uh, forefront individual in filmmaking. His, a lot of his techniques are leveraged and talked about to, to this day, day yeah. in film school. <clears throat> All right, I didn't go to film school, but like in, in video production yeah. and whatever. Um, so with that, I think what what Jordan Peele is doing now is trying to, um, he's asking us to be smarter with yes. with film. With and him. I think Hitchcock was trying to do the same. Yeah. Is that he was trying to leverage the medium. I think uh, Jordan Peele is also doing stuff like that. And so that's why I feel like... From that he, perspective, yes, yes. I think he is a, a modern-day Hitchcock. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sweet. And he, he's incredible. He's phenomenal. I phenomenal. love him. It's been great. If you uh, let us know what your thoughts are on that question by uh, responding to the poll on Spotify or in the comments on YouTube. Let's jump into it. Dude, you've been wanting to I've talk... I've been wanting to talk about this forever. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch this movie forever. Well, let's let's start there. Uh, let's talk like first impressions of Get Out. So you just barely watched. I this watched this last night. Last night, and you only got to see it once. I only watched it once. Oh man, the second time is just. I know. I'm sure, but I'm sure. I feel, <laughs> no, I, no, no. But I feel t- like but because yeah, of tell yeah, me. Tell I feel, me. So going into this, one thing I was really taking not taking aback, but like I was um, because of the amount of like media since its release mm-hmm. and like commentary and stuff like that um i there was a lot of beats that i actually i felt like i anticipated Mm -hmm. fairly well okay right i think there's a couple things of that in the fact that like i am a a person of color (laughs) i also married a white girl Mm -hmm. uh and so not you know like i understand some of those like those cues that you that he was trying to he was writing in that i think for a lot of individuals may not have Picked up on. Picked up on. Yeah. So that was one thing. And I don't think he did a terrible job of that. I just think that because of like circumstances and seeing where some things were, I was able to, I caught some things. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what some of those are later. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, I think the actors were phenomenal. I love, you feel Jordan's writing um, and it is so great. Um, it's, I, it's smart. It's. It, I love that it's, it's sm- sharp. It's yes, all wonderful adjectives. <laughs> all wonderful. Uh, because like he, I think what I what I love most about it is it feels um, very uh, connected mm-hmm. to society. Yeah, it's connected to uh, our world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you watch films or sitcoms or X, Y, and Z. Um, you have you, you're on this weird spectrum where like there's there's like movie, 
Yeah. And then there's realism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And most people kind of tout the line of like towards the the movie aspect. Then you got stuff like um, uh, Come On, Come On, which is a little bit more uh, on the like realism end. Yeah. And trying to be that aspect or like um, The West Wing or, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the one who did who, who uh, uh, Aaron Sorkin, who okay. is very active on like trying to make sure things sound correct, correct. in, in natural. the environment. Natural, yeah. this perfect example. Yeah. I find that he touts that line of like natural realism, but movie. Mm-hmm. But that, like you said, sharp, like smart. Um, but I also feel very much Jordan in it, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I love, again, writer, directors are some of my, my jams. I really enjoy films from those individuals because they know what they're looking for. They can write to that and then they can bring it out in the filmmaking when they go into the actual production process. Mm-hmm. And probably even into the post production as they, you know, maybe when they sit back and watch reviews on whatever that might be. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think all, a lot of the other stuff that I want to talk about will come in through some of the conversations. Sure. But I wanted to know, when was the first time you watched this? I think I didn't see this until like uh, post like Oscar season. Because this was nominated for Best Film, and among other things. Uh, I think I saw this like right before or, yeah, or right after Oscar season of 2018. <clears throat> and um, I had heard everything... The, in my lifetime, I think there have been a handful of moments when a movie comes out, people are talking about it, they don't say anything, they just say, you have to watch it. Yeah, <clears throat> that is very much, it's a very big, um, for a lot of his films, actually yeah. all of his films, yeah. I think, are very much, they don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's talked about, but it's... It, it, nothing's it, really, like, specific. Specific. And it's not that like they're wanting to... Ab- to avoid spoilers, like when when Endgame or or Infinity War came out, I know Marvel like did a lot of tweets of like don't spoil it for others. Well, it's right. not like that. It's just it's people saying to each other like y- you have to experience it. Ooh, yes, you just have to watch it. And I kept hearing this constantly. Yes, the, uh, those like first six months when the movie came out, it's like you you just have to watch it. Uh, like Sixth Sense was one of those where like people would as a kid I remember like adults talking and being like you just have to watch it right right? Um, and this is one of those times like I just had to watch it and no one spoiled anything so when I saw it first I saw it at home I didn't see it in theaters I was just like I laughed I I thought it was like I said smart and sharp I resonated so much with it Um, I'll talk about some of the things that that just hit home I was cheer. I don't think I've ever ever in a movie have been like yes yes so much get at them like (laughs) like the last 20 minutes i like i I was just like yes like kill them (laughs) you know like i'm not a vengeful person i'm not uh, or 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 revengeful but But like this felt this, this just felt like i hope they get it man like they these are some of the worst human beings depicted on screen and i just <laughs> they don't deserve it and like i i was just cheering at the end and laughing at the same time and and feeling like the fear and the suspense of it i felt all s- emotions on the spectrum mm. during this movie and i've I, said this before like this is a movie that i think i've seen this like 
maybe four times since it's come out. Um, but I think I like I think of this movie on a weekly basis. Yeah, I remember you saying that, and I I absolutely understand why why you say that. Um, I will probably think about it on a very regular basis, partly because I I mean. Uh, I'm married a white girl. And so, um, I mean, even when we're watching, my, you know, my wife was like, you, uh, you getting trauma? You getting trauma? <laughs> Is this resonating? Are, are you triggered? Are you triggered <laughs> right now? Um, I resonate with that feeling of like nervousness yeah, in, yeah. in a situation like that. Anyways, um, my, 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 uh, my in-laws are great. Um, I mean, there's moments where for sure there's been like, I've had to call people out yeah, yeah. on like, uh, culturally insensitive uh, <laughs> might be a little bit racist in some moments uh, in any case um, but I think this is a perfect time to jump in to talk about this because this is what this movie is about this is what this movie is about yeah this movie is about Chris Washington a photographer who's been dating uh, this white girl for about five months now and he's going to go to meet her parents for the first time in this event he discovers something is not right and is then uh, slowly unravels an onion that becomes uh, quite um, unpleasant. Quite unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. No, this is perfect. Perfect description. I, I wanted to start off with, with this question. Okay. Is it appropriate for Chris to have asked his, to ask Rose if she has told her parents that he's black? Yes. Why? I love when I do this. <laughs> You're always waiting for me to like think about something and then I just like, look, I mean, um, I think one of the big things is that as a person of color, there is this, even if, even, look, I don't, you may be, the, you might, there, you know, like in all situations, like if you're dating, a, a, if you're a person of color dating a white person mm-hmm. and you're, you know that individual, but that does not mean that their parents will understand. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because generational changes, mm-hmm. right? Generation wise, and and depending on where they grew up, and you know, like whatever you want to call it, um, or all the other things that you call it, yeah, uh, go into that aspect, right? If you, especially if you're if if the uh, the Caucasian um, Partner's parents grew up in either a more rural or a more predominantly like white area, not less, not as suburby or sorry, cityscape because cities tend to have more melting pots, more diversity in them because that's where a lot of workers end up going to attract like housing and like trying to like um, Im- when they come and immigrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, it there's a lot of it. There's there's a huge baggage because. You're, there's always a baggage when you're having a relationship and you're going to meet the parents, right? Uh, there's always like trying to make sure that they feel safe that they're with their with their with individual the, the, yeah. as an as a male, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the fact that like as a female that like you 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 know like me again feeling embarrassed by them or whatever. I mean, you're like, hey, your parents are going to be safe. You still ask that when you're the same race, yeah. But adding that race. Um, separation or le- sorry the difference in, in, in cultures and in race when you go to see that parent is a big deal yeah in my opinion mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that 
is huge with multi interracial couples. Yeah. I even, you know, like I remember having that conversation. <laughs> okay. You know, like yeah. I remember asking, you know, they know she's, you know, her, she told, you know, my wife told her parents and her family, Hey, like I'm bringing my boyfriend who I'm probably going to marry. And, and she, they knew from previous, cause like of other situations that I was Mexican, uh-huh. but even then, it's a weird situation and you it's it was a it, you know it was a point of of concern you know hey like are you you know i was asked are you worried about cultural differences are you worried about like not understanding each other or having disagreeing on something because of different you know because of the culture differences or yeah. whatever right for as a, as a man, as a, as a Hispanic with a white girl, I, she, uh, I wouldn't have married her if I didn't feel like she understood mm-hmm. my background. Sure, sure. I mean, obviously, there's times where like she doesn't agree with some of my decisions mm-hmm. or some of my feelings or thoughts. Um, in the sense, like she, like her, her understanding not doesn't agree, but she doesn't. It's like hard for her to understand. Yeah. But she agrees or she accepts my 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 decisions or, or some of the feelings, right? Sure. Yeah. Which is. Part of freaking being a couple. That's a, yeah. That's just being in a relationship. Right. Just being yeah. in a relationship. So, yeah. yeah. You. I wanted to. For you, do you feel that it was appropriate? A hundred percent. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it has nothing to do with like. I hate the commentary of like, oh, I'm colorblind, right? Right. Like it shouldn't matter. No. Okay. It, quote. Look. It does. It matters. Okay. And. And because I'm not colorblind, like I'm able to ex- understand people have different backgrounds, different experiences, even w- though we grow grew up in the same area or whatever it is, right? Right. It's very different. Um, but yeah, no, 100%, it, it's very appropriate to ask that question. Um, I remember in high school, there were a handful of times where like, whether it was prom, homecoming, or some school dance, I went to go pick up the girl and she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. Ugh. Not not that I was like, and not even that I was dating this girl like steady or like yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that, right? It was just like, she, we're going on a dance. I want to take her out on a school yeah. dance, right? Um, and I would pick her up and it was very obvious. Okay. What is about, what is it about that scenario that is, that, that Jordan Peele mm-hmm. has really done a great job at translating it in, to film because that's is in at at its essence is what the like this this movie's like horror suspense feel mm-hmm. is about for example there's the the movie like guess who's coming to dinner um starring sydney uh Poitier, who who just passed a couple months ago but but it's a classic movie of of a white girl bringing home an african-american right um and and there's been other movies uh, and these tend to be either comedies or dramas. Never has it been done as horror, which is bold. For it's bold, but for the person who is of color, ethnic, it can be a bit of a horror situation because you don't know what to expect. You don't know if 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 the if your partner has said anything. Um, it, you don't know the parents how like what their prejudices or just be- thought thought belief 
is. Yeah. I mean, I think it, like we recently did Blinded by the Light. Yeah. You know, uh, in that movie that, you know, uh, oh man, I just spaced his name. Um, Jay. Jay gets, you know, he has a gr- white girlfriend. He gets, he goes over his, her house. Uh-huh. Very much, you know, it's the same situation, you know, feeling of like uncomfortableness, not only yeah. for them, but also it could be for, because like, it's, and it's not just, I, not, like, I don't want to like, woe is us as colored people. I'm no. sorry, for a uh, Caucasian individual who wa- is dating someone of color to bring them home and not realize because it's never been something that has been like brought up mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is also traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's uncharted territory for, for all sides, right? Yeah. And I think the more communication you can bring into it, more education, I think it's, it becomes a, a better experience. So, so for Jordan to take this simple premise of what it is to be in a mixed relationship, but incorporate horror elements to it, and obviously the, 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 the racial commentary that this whole film is about, is so witty, so smart, and, and the satire that he brings into it. I love it, and I think that's why this movie really resonates with, with everyone. Everyone was talking about it, right? And continues to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I kind of want to jump into into this aspect of it. Um, how how does Get Out blend satire and comedy to convey its message? Mm. And are there any like moments that you feel like like that is dark but funny? <laughs> but like, I I think with uh, Chris's uh, like best friend, who's the TSA agent, Rod. Rod, dude, I love Rod. I it, it's. Um, I mean, through the whole, like, he, uh, Chris calls him, right? And we're in, he's at it at the, at the house with his girlfriend. He's meeting the Armitages. Mm-hmm. Arma, yeah. Armitages. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's, he's meeting them. He has, he has these little moments and he, he is trying to talk to a brother, right? Yeah. yeah. Talk to a friend, uh, to, to like, process he's mm-hmm. he's doing something we all done like or tech you know whatever you do but he's on the phone with him and his bro is like telling him how it is <laughs> and it's it's you laugh because like you know you as a as a as a as a friend for your you know friend you joke around stuff you know like oh man you never know you just state these little cliche things or even like things that are said on the internet and you're you're sharing these moments mm-hmm. that are that be, hit so well for yeah. this movie. It's, you know, he's being satirical, but even though it doesn't play out in the, the, that sense, the way he describes it, um, is it's even worse mm-hmm. is what it comes out to at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Which I think is brutal. Very brutal. Yeah. I, uh, y- y- you, you saw this once, but uh, for me, the second time I watched it, I, you pick up on the little, now that you know, who, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. I think for me, I was laughing more. I was picking up little things more. Um, uh, some of the things that uh, I made a list this time, Ooh. Of, like everything that just kind of like the little like nuggets I, that I, that that paint a larger threatening picture of what's happening. Go ahead. But, uh, I mean, starting out with, you know, my dad's going to say that he would have voted for Obama for a third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. (laughs) He goes on to say the same thing later, right? 
w- the way they talk about the way the dad talks about deers, right? <laughs> they hit the deer, and he's like, "You know what? You're doing me a favor by killing one. They are taking over. There's too many of them. It's such a aggressive, passive aggressive way to talk about deers." But is he talking about deers? Is he talking about deers? I've heard the exact same like structure, language structure and sentence structure talking about blacks, Mexicans, Asians, right? Yeah. There's too many. Yeah. Okay. They're like rats running around the streets, yeah. infiltrating everything. Yeah. It's just <laughs> when he says that, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. You know, <laughs> keep going. Okay. Go uh, the dad. The, the scene where the dad is taking him, like showing him the, the tour of the house, it is just full of little things, right? Uh, it's a privilege to experience another person's culture, culture yeah. right? Yeah. Hinting at that they're going to be taking over the bodies. Uh, the story about grandpa beating Jesse Owens. Yeah. And then him, the, the dad, Fred, uh, talking about like, oh, he stuck it to Hitler with his Aryan crap and all this yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Like. Just overcompensating yeah. uh, and trying to not be racist, right? The basement, did you catch that? Oh, we sealed the basement because we got some black mold down there. <laughs> I didn't catch that because it was my first time, but that's great. We had to seal it up because there's black mold down there. Oh, my goodness. The, I, I, the whole sequence, and I, they, do, he does a good, they do a really good job like cutting to help solidify some of these things. Yeah at the end of the sequence when they do a montage of flashback of oh let me see your form uh you know like with golf have you ever played golf before oh my gosh the party scene the party scene bro (laughs) and and look i fully am excited to watch this again because i do think it's gonna be better watching it for the first time especially because like it was i watched it with my wife like it it felt heavier Uh i think for me personally yeah because of the fact that like i mean not that my wife you know like one, my wife doesn't love violence, so it got really violent really fast. Yeah. Towards the end, which is, to me, like totally, uh-huh. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, justified. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so, but because of that, I th- and then like cutting back and seeing that, but I totally like that's why I described it as like an, a layer because I do think this is one of those again those movies that you look back and, and you as you watch again and again, you see these more all these other things that you're like, oh, so good. Because it's smart writing. The first time you watch it, it's something that you're trying to experience for the first time. And I think that's why people to today st- don't spoil it. Yeah, they don't spoil it. Um, I-, I could go on making give me this two, list. Give me, give me one more. Excuse me. Um, when Jeremy, when they're at the dinner table and the brother, yeah. he's kind of drunk and he's talking about jujitsu. Is he drunk though? Good question. <laughs> But uh, but then he talks about like with your frame and genetic makeup, yeah. These little comments, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but something that stood out to me this last time was the mom comes in and she just says, "Jeremy," right? He backs off and he says, "Oh, I wasn't going to hurt him." Yeah. Knowing now that he's a product that Chris is basically a product that they're selling. Yeah. I like that like little hint that like oh no i'm not hurting i'm not damaging the goods or our product like i was just goofing off yeah right um but but i just again smart i i I do want to jump straight into like the themes um which this movie just has so many and i want to talk about like racial societal racism and microaggressions what 
what moments in this movie do you feel like really delivered this theme of societal ra- racism, of microaggressions um, towards our, our character of Chris? I mean, though, I feel like the entire film is literally, you could like wait, wait 15 seconds and you're, you, you got 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you're, you're good to go, man. I think George, to me, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I believe this is Jordan Peele's first. Yeah directorial like debut and then after that he did the twilight he rebooted uh, the twilight zone i believe yeah he was a producer on that Pro- yeah, host. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay look i feel that he had been he wrote part of this possibly maybe a couple of years maybe a portion of it or something i feel this is very like or even he was fed up with some like he was fed up with like this idea that like we're we've overcome this. Hey, Jordan has been very like open about this movie a lot. Very different from other directors. Mm. But you're absolutely right. This he wrote this you know post Obama era, mm. right? We as society believed that we had we made oh, it that we made it. We overcame racism, <laughs> right? We have a black president. Of course, look at us. Look at uh, look at America. We finally did it. It's taken us. Hundreds of years, but we have a black president, and and but that's not the case, right? Yeah. And so he was writing this like post um, Obama era, and these this um, fallacy in America to think that we had overcome racism, yeah, that we elected a black president, and he was great. And look at all the change we've done as a society, not just the, as a government institution, but as society. Right, America was at this point, and then you have what happens post Obama, right? Right. Um, so yeah, no, you you're absolutely right. And I think because of that, like he he layers every scene with so much care mm-hmm. to word choice. I think every actor delivers upon every line written to really um deliver on jordan peele's vision and jordan peele uh, being there to direct them to uh, give us this gem of a movie that is layered with nuances left and right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know this is not a movie that i mean we're watching during halloween because it's 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 a it's a it's a thriller it's a thriller suspense right but this is a movie that like real life people to some degree feel like they're living. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, no one's, no one's getting body swapped. Right. Uh, you know, but going to a, to a, your, your mother, your, your in-laws home and feeling these weird, no, not weird, just, um, comments that are you're like what's happening now <laughs> is it really better <laughs> right is, did no no uh, like the right the one old white lady touching chris and asking so is it really better yeah. <laughs> oh that scene bro that dude that scene is so and the old man just going like <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna inhabit that body yeah let's go you know like i just or you know, like the blacks uh, in these days, or what was that one guy say? Yeah, 
Uh, oh, I, I wrote it down. Yeah, 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 please give it to me. He says, the pendulum has swung back. No, for, for hundreds of years, white has been the dominating uh, gen, or, uh, um, color. Yeah. But the, the pendulum has swung back. Black is in fashion. That's right. Black is oh in fashion. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Comments like, okay, let's get personal, yeah? Dude, that's what this, 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 we're, having a, we're having a conversation to talk about and these that, things. Uh, I think that's why this movie just resonates so well. I remember when we had our, our first daughter, okay? Oh, this is, we're going to get, we're, this is going to get triggery. Yeah. yeah. So mad still. Um, my, my wife, you know, starts taking her to work. I take her to like work and friends so they can meet our child. Thank everyone for, you know, while I was out for, for um, paternity leave, whatever. At one point, my wife is back at work. I'm not going to say where or who or whatever, but she's back at work and she's showing our, our daughter. And obviously, like, I'm brown. My wife is white, 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 white. Okay? Like, whiter than white. She's not Caucasian, but she's white. She, yeah, yeah. Um, and when she, at one point, she took, it, she took her to work to show off and someone said something along the lines of, like, Oh, I love brown babies. Mm. Brown is so in right now. Oh, dude. I didn't never have that. And <laughs> I remember my wife was just, she was telling me the story. She's like, I just froze there. I stood at her. I, I looked at her and I was just like, why are you looking at my child as some kind of a fashion statement or some kind of like a, a, a fad, like brown is in right now yeah oh it, but it, it's, it hurts so much more from real life <laughs> and i remember i was i got livid i'm like well, like already my literally eight week child yeah is oh. already being seen as some kind of it's already being um labeled as a fashion statement yeah as a we're doing this because it's so in to have brown babies right now yeah and I mean, she pro- she something my wife and I have had a, l- a long discussion about is that there's a, this level of cultural ignorance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not that individuals are racist, right? And I'm I'm speaking for every race here, like in, yeah. in all aspects. If you're if you're Hispanic dating an Asian, uh, or if you're a black person dating uh, Philip, you know, an Asian or a uh, Hispanic or whatever it may be, yeah, we all. Grow, grow up. We have understandings, but until you you have a relationship and are interacting with that other race mm-hmm. in different settings that go about, um, you don't rec- in in a lot of cases, especially there are cultural ignorances that we have. It's yeah. not that we're again we're, that we hate any individual. It's just that we don't understand because we don't live in in that societal grouping. Yeah. Right. As much as you want, if you go to a college, one college has their own cultural like things they do mm-hmm. than another college. Another college does. Right. And although those ones hurt, not that they hurt, like those those moments when things are culturally people people are culturally ignorant, those hurt. But it hurts more when, because um, I've been in those situations. You know, similar. You know. Oh, I love your your kids' olive skin, mm-hmm. um, and your girls are so beautiful. Or, um, and you know, 
I always, I kind of joked, I'm like, oh, you know, married a white girl so I can stop racism one, uh, one baby at a time. <laughs> one child at a time. <laughs> uh, then I'm like, I don't know, is it, am I stopping racism? <laughs> or just making it harder for them to like, to like, you know, to make it known or whatever. Um, in any case, but the moment like what Chris, uh, Chris happens in this film is that he br- tries to bring up moments with his girlfriend with um, Rose. Rose to, to like gate, like, Yo, like, are you on the same page with me right now? Like, because she calls out the police officer pretty aggressively. Yeah, right. And then as as she as the you know like especially the dinner scene. The dinner scene was a big trip point for me. That I'm like, yo, this girl mm. is overcompensating. Is I, that is that what you feel I, like? No, I wasn't feeling overcompensation. I was almost like, I'm like, is this girl in on this okay. situation? Okay. Like, is she does she, is she really on his team? Uh-huh. Or is she just the hook okay. for uh-huh. the team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was the because to me that scene was such a an aggressive scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, the brother was being pretty, you know, like I don't, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I admit, it made a comment. I'm like, the brother's the, a dick. The, <laughs> the, the brother's a dick. He's the guy who who t- kidnaps the guy at the very beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Lakeith, I think, Lakeith, yeah. yeah, at the very beginning, right? And um, you know, I'm like, okay, this guy's already aggressive. He, he, you know, that whole situation. And he, Rose then trying to like, oh my gosh, my parents and whatever. And then him, I can't remember what the, the conversation was, but like Chris trying to like basically do a quick check of like, you know, mm. doing the thing and her somewhat agreeing, but not fully like trying to like be supportive and whatever was huge like was a to me it was like oh okay because that's when um my experience has been like I, i've gotten to a point for many years i was pretty like when stuff was said i just let it be uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I didn't want to shake the boat i didn't want to like especially as like when, as you grow up in high school like you go to uh i there i didn't have there was i didn't i dated a lot of white girls and i when i would go to those homes it was always like this interrogation session <laughs> I always got, I was like, oh, so what's your plans? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to like, you know, X, you know, like, okay, well, I got to, you know, have all these answers ready and right. I'm going to like, I'm going to be good to go and like, I'll be fine. Get through, if I can get through these first couple of visits, like, <laughs> it's, it's just how it was. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, like it was an interrogation. Uh-huh. I, I, sorry. <laughs> if you're watching this podcast, <laughs> um, I hope that's not triggering for you, but <laughs> it felt as a kid felt like an yeah, interrogation. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I got to a point where like, I, I, especially it was during, during, you know, lockdown and like a lot of the, the additional racism where this stuff, some of the stuff was happening where uh-huh. like, we're not past this. Oh no, no, not at all. Right. We're not past this <clears throat> as a collective. Isn't someone, you know, mo- a lot of individuals are, we are grown, we've been better, but there's still cultural ignorances. But as then you see at a bigger scope in different areas, this is still the battle that we're facing every single, like people facing every single day. Oh yeah. And I remember just making a distinct decision that like, I'm not, I'm going to be more like Rod in it. You know, like I'm just going to call it as I see it. Mm-hmm. And like when that happens, I want to make sure that that's apparent to the situation because if I don't, then how, how, how will my children ever, my children will never, uh, will continue to face the things I'm facing. Right. 
and 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 not not just that, but we're also by not commenting, we're allowing for this to yeah spread yep. and, and and grow. It's hard because sometimes when you do comment, there it it sometimes it could be defensive. It could also be like this weird. Um, they, I mean, obviously they're always going to get you know individuals that you interact with are going to get defensive. At the same time, it, it has to they you have to challenge those questions. You know, like the entire dinner scene, right? This movie, the entire dinner scene, he gets to the end. He ends the up, dinner scene or the party scene. The party scene. Okay. Party, sorry, sorry. Okay. The entire party scene yeah. is th- these little micro things that he's dealing with left and left and left and right, and then it culminates almost co- like it, then it's a nail on the you know head when he goes to talk to the the grandpa who's the groundskeeper. Oh, uh, wow, Walter? Walter, 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 right? And he's trying he you know like having that connection. Um, and really realizing, and then it pays off with Lakeith in the Flash, mm-hmm. and him telling him to get out. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's just so smartly written. I—I um, I like that you mentioned this because I—I I was recently. I don't know how much time do we have? <laughs> I was recently at a at a dinner uh, a couple years ago. Um, not a couple years ago, a couple months ago. Um, where, where someone made the comment of, of, of uh, I'm at this dinner, friends of my wife um, and their spouses, and I don't know any of these people. She only knows like her friends, not the spouses. And someone brings up the comment of like, you know, that darn Trump, like, yeah, he's mean. Yeah, he's he's rude. I don't agree with him, but I can I can deal with his with his racist rant as long as we don't have someone from the other party. And my wife looks at like my wife looks at me and I literally do one of these like Yeah, cuz you're all white. Of course you can deal with this racism cuz like it doesn't impact you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then I'm like and and I kind of gently said that like I'm like, "Well, yeah, it's because it doesn't impact you because you're not like me." Dead silence, right? And and looking back, I'm like, I should have been, immediately, I'm like, I should have been a little bit more aggressive. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I said my thing. I felt the microaggression from them. I said it, you know, I re- no, I don't want to say I retaliated, but I did say my, my thoughts and, like, hopefully help them understand a little bit more. It's, but it's not easy. It's not easy. This, this is what I think this movie really brings out, is that, like, he... Jordan has taken this thing that millions of individuals have to deal with across the globe at daily daily okay if not you know like if not daily on you know like if you're married to an individual like I am to, to the, someone of the opposite race then you like I am you know maybe at family functions or whatever or and then you like integrate like extended family or whatever you might call it. On both sides, like yeah. not just like my family versus in, in with her, um, whatever you want to slice it, it, it can it's it can be very it's a struggle, yeah. and it's like you have to, then you start weighing yourself. You're like, what? Like, how much do I have it in me to try to if something gets brought up? Because I know it could. Yeah, just like you know the the comment. I love that you brought up the Obama quote. <laughs> 
because like things like that are happening they happen like all the time for for us yeah you know it's it ha- it's happening all the time you know like these little things like oh did you see this thing that happened what's your thoughts on that and i'm like why do you have to have my thoughts on this you you're why- the you're the token i'm the token brown guy ethnic. or ethnic person, <laughs> person you know like and so what i think in our show notes we have talking about analyzing symbolism cinematography and some of the sound design in the film to me, this film is really simple. Yeah. But what I love about this film is that because it's simple, we can focus on those. It's it's almost, it's I'm, you know, I'm glad we're doing these films because like, it, I feel like Jordan Peele took some notes from Signs. We did this, la- the, yeah. we did the Signs last week, right? And, you know, uh, he let moments stand he let shots linger he added a um uh insert shot here and an insert shot there that leads us to ask questions as we watch this film Mm -hmm. and as we come back we are able to uh capture more of how this is actually impacting for the final payoff Yeah, yeah right and like you know the more you watch this film the more you see these things that you're just like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. It's sticking out. Right. I, I, I want to ask you about that. Um, and I, I want your opinion, especially like on the technical aspect of, of this, the sunken place, um, the sunken place. And, and, and Jordan Peele was very, uh, open about what it represents, right? It, it, it's a medical metaphorical representation of powerlessness, of isolation, of oppression of the system, uh, silencing individuals yeah. and not letting them have not just individuals but people of color not have a voice it feels so it, it's a it's a it's really he did a fantastic job at depicting that in a filmmaking standpoint yeah. for a feeling that I think many of us many of us have felt yeah talk to me about like how, uh, the use of, of the set of some sound lack of sound um, how does it, and even, even maybe just like the setup of it that I'm, I'm imagining that's just the black room. He's on a harness, right? I don't think he's in a black room. I think they probably did this in a green screen. Okay. So they probably, so, okay. So the breakdown, I think what would happen is that like he, they set up a POV shot. So whether that be in some sort of like helmet cam mm-hmm. or, um, or even just the camera set up on like some sort of like dolly system and the moment where she's like, go to that sunken pl- or yeah. whatever the you know sink, sink. Or, or, yeah, or something like that. He, you, there's a moment if I remember correctly, uh, it pulls back, like, right? You, you you're like falling, but yeah. then you it moves into I think a side shot, and I have to break down the I have to look at this film again. But anyways, in that all aspect, you you probably have a POV shot with a tripod, then like it like on some sort of either tripod or some other contraption they've you know put together that they has that simulates that falling feeling to get you that pers- that pov perspective of chris right then you get the an, an additional shot which is on a plate which is going to be either green screen or blue screen um and that that will be that you will see the falling the you know the down shot so there that way you can composite that the world mm-hmm. and the, the place. The next thing you got to do is that you still have, um, then you still have the shot. So you have the POV look of seeing the individuals. Yeah. So you have the screen, mm-hmm. right? And um, 
you have this feeling of out of bodiness. Yeah. Right. And I think for me, this is where, again, I, you know, I don't know how many takes, how many um, situations they went, they went through to get this sort of idea. I mean, he probably already had it in his head, right? He might've seen it in some other movie that was something similar that he's like, Oh, I think this is, this is a perfect example of like what I think if we tweak this thing and this, that, um, and so, I mean, really, it's, you know, like maybe one day when we are funded and we have, <laughs> uh, if you want to, you know, sponsor us or whatever, we can try to do an, we can do an attempt to recreate, recreate the shot. Yeah. Right. But I mean, again, it's like I said, they're, they're not, it's not the craziest things, right? Like technically what we could do is if I had a green screen, like if we're doing it at home, I would, we'd have a green screen, we'd have like a stool with the green screen uh, over or another like green type of screen or whatever mm-hmm. over the stool. Then we'll have an individual sitting on the green, on the stool kind of doing like the, the falling sort of like grasping, trying to get out feeling. Sure. I think the, fa- the, the thing that really sells this is the fact that he strips away a lot of the sound. Yeah. You're, you're, he feels he's suppressed in the sound mix. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where I think we're really a lot of, or where a lot of the effects in um, delivering on um, some cinematic visual stuff is in the sound design because you, in film, one of the biggest things that really impact a sequence is that sound design. Yes, because we hear, if it sounds like real life, then we assume it's real life. It's real life. But I think I was making a joke the other day when we were trying to finish up a video that like, nothing is real yeah i mean there's a whole i think uh insider or or variety has a whole secret like they're like uh ice cubes they're not really real they're just they look like ice cubes yeah yeah yeah. they're rubber and you throw them in the thing so they don't make any sound and literally all that is is people sound mixing that whole thing and Mm -hmm. like glass when you when people break glass in in movies all all it's like sound mixing no 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 real that when they break it there's a little bit but not really a big sound right it's not like a glass yeah um, so yeah, I think for me, you know, if you want some of that technical aspect, again, doing it at home, you're, you're going to get that shot and then you're going to have to need a POV shot. Um, so whatever that you could even, you know, someone doing that with like a, I could see easily see someone doing that with like a, a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So you're set up with a wheelchair yeah, and then okay. you're like, <clears throat> and then you could even have, depending on the rig or whatever, you could have your hand stick out yeah. uh, to add and then that rise your hand stick out, you cut to like a side profile of him, of the individual there. Cause you can, once you do a green screen, then there, and with it, you know, it's probably even easier now than it was like doing it at home. than yeah. it was like even just like three months ago with Photoshop AI and expanding something and oh, like generating yeah, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. which is like, it's really awesome for like indie filmmakers who want mm-hmm. to do something interesting. Um, so yeah, no, no, thank you. I, I think what I love about that, about the sunken place is that I think a, I think someone like me would have taken that shot. And I, I love the, the side uh, shot, right? Where you see him seated and then literally sun, sinks yeah. in. And then I love being able to see him like from the back looking up as he's falling mm-hmm. down, right? I love the decision to do a POV shot of him looking at the screen and then falling back. Mm-hmm. Because it really, it really delivers to that feeling of helplessness. Oh yeah, of isolation, of 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 oppression, right? Yeah. Where now you have no control. You have no control, 
and we're experiencing that, right? Even though the themes are are, are uh, systemic uh, racism in that, and that's what the sunken place represents, we're experiencing it with Chris as he, as we're seeing his point of view of falling backwards and not having any kind of voice or control or anything like mm-hmm. that. I just thought it was just, I, I, I love that. I love that technical aspect of it all. If you sat down and you th- look at what it is, Sometimes you don't have to overthink it, right? Just think of what is it that you want people to feel? Do you want to you want to experience you want to watch them like another example is in there's a show called I think Made, I think is what it's called if I remember correctly. It's about um there's a it's about a female who is is an abusive relationship. She tries to leave with her daughter and it's about her journey like trying to get out of that. And there's a moment where she she's done she's been done a really good job, and then all of a sudden things fall apart, and she ends up going back to her relationship. She becomes very depressed, and she's on the couch, and um, the, she like basically like the she like falls into the couch, and then she's like in this like hmm. deep kind of like fuzzy sort of well thing, yeah, to depict her her depression. Mm. Um, and I think what what I like about this version versus something like that is that like all my wife this she's like that is like the perfect visual description of what my depression feels like. Mm, yeah. So for her that reson- really resonated. I think what I really like about this perspective is that point of view shot, like you said. Yeah. Because you're not a spectator; you're now an individual. Exactly. Comes, and it happens really early in the film. Yeah. Right. And. I think it's, um, I think if you, if you have, you know, this is one what you do should watch multiple times yeah. to maybe really grasp what's happening mm-hmm. in, as an entirety of film via satire, via the commentary, via, via the film, right? Because that, that POV, POV then is amplified later on in the film as he's trying, as they're prepping him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And him, not wanting to fall back into that, uh, into that, into the, that, um, sunken place and feeling helpless. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Look, we, we're, I know we're at time. Yeah. Uh, there's so much I want to, we, right, we will, we will probably revisit this film. We should probably revisit it. Yeah. Um, um and again, like uh, viewers, if, if you want to continue this conversation, let's do it. Like we didn't even get to the, I love the scene where Rod goes to the police. Uh, one, it's funny. Second, it's smart that Jordan chose for the police to all be black. Yeah. What does that say? No, I think right. Yeah, like there, there's there's conversation there that obviously about systemic racism and how the system is is designed to to not help people of color right um the last the final scene when he's wanting to choke rose and the sirens go off right (laughs) oh man i remember okay let's just talk about that real quick i remember the first time i watched that and and he stand he's over her body yes and you just see the flashing lights of, of the sirens my heart sunk okay why is it why is it that you that that your heart sinks because I know they're not going to help him. I'm a, a black man on top of a white female next to a gun, next to a gun, his hands around her throat. He's done. 
they're going to shoot for. him on sight. They're going to shoot him on sight. They're going to shoot him on sight. And I remember, because again, I, I was talking about this earlier in the episode, right? I That final scene when he's taking out the family, I'm just like, yes, get him. Like, I'm, I'm full of adrenaline. Because like... He, well, okay, so right? like, let's just say, the payoff, like, the moment I, I, when he, see, he looks at the con, I'm like, he's going to put it in his ears. <laughs> he's going to get out. Yeah. And he's, and, and, um, <laughs> that also, using the master's tool of oppression, cotton, he's literally picking cotton yes. as a form to escape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like I just come love on. The, the metaphors here, people. Uh, my 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 wife. So the next week, that whole sequence, my wife was like, she she she, her thing. She's like, I just can't. Um, she has she has a hard time feeling like, why didn't he just sneak out, right, uh-huh. and try to you know the thing? And I'm like, well, it's part of it's a movie, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like you need payoffs. You need payoffs, yeah. Um, but as we've been talking, I think. It's again. It's nothing to say anything about my wife. It's just that, like, it, for me, I was like, I needed that. I, I needed that, and I, I think like I I'm not one to watch like slasher films. I'm not like I'm I'm not. And I think this movie, not that it's done tasteful. I don't think tasteful is the right word. I think I needed the payoff. And and again, it, it's not about revenge. No, it's honestly, it's about safety. Safety. It's like, I mean. Chris is obviously there's a I mean with the brother I think it's definitely revenge. Gosh, I hate the brother okay. so much. Um, everything about the brother. Okay, go on. Go even on. even the father, like he rams him with the deer. Yeah, he kills him with, with the a deer that he that the father hates so much that he uses as as his form of racism that they're overpopulating. They're yeah, taking over. Yeah, he has over. a deer head in this like dungeon layer that yeah. is mounted on the wall. <laughs> I just, just want confetti. Is that what you're trying to go want to throw things like ah? It's so smart. No, it is so. No, and here's the thing: the, it, it is like he, um, Chris, ends up killing him as one individual. Uh-huh. He's like just an, and, and again, like Jordan Peele is trying. He's wanting us to question things. Yeah, that's he's not. He's not. It's like. I mean, some individuals might say, like, well, this is just, like, playing the, like, other, like, no, we've, we've been, we were better than this, and why did he have to create something like this? <laughs> yeah. But that's the point, right? If you don't look at the, like, irony in, in the, in the, uh, all the, all these little things about this film, you've missed the point. Exactly. And I think the end scene is the, the culmination. Yeah. Of 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 not only because I don't know because like when I felt very much the same way I was I, like I was it, like was, when when the father came out and then he rums him with the the deer with the deer I'm like yes you hate deer so much well they killed you like <laughs> the the brother right um, using bocce which bocce ball um, has it's a white privilege sport right so he using bocce balls to smack him and kill him and I take him out they were bocce balls <laughs> <laughs> um or even the brother I, the brother with his lacrosse stick yeah. again there's a lot of connotation around lacrosse being a, a rich white 
person sport. Even though it was, and it was commandeered by Native Americans. Anyways. Even though it was commandeered by Native Americans, right? Again, white people taking over other people's cultures and making it their own. Anyway, um, the mom with the China, China representing elite, the, you know, having China wear um, of class and destroying the China. Um, it, it, there's so, all these little nuggets in it. But going back to your question about like, that last scene of, of the flashes going off, you know they're going to shoot him. And, like, literally my heart sunk. And I'm like, son of a gun. Like, It's over. It's over. He's he, done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you like, didn't need to tell me anything. All I needed to see was those red and blue lights flashing. And he doesn't – Rod does not come out of that car. He does, Jordan Peele makes a deliberate decision. Yeah. He, you, you, hear, you hear the car. You, you see the, the lights. You hear the sounds. You – because he, it's a, he's it's a, a shot. If I remember correctly, it's a shot looking up at Chris, mm-hmm. or like a profile. Like he, it's an intimate shot. Yeah. Of Everything comes up. He loosens, but then and you then you see like a a profile shot looking towards the car. Yep. Then you see the lights mm-hmm. at the top. Um, I don't remember the f- the next sequences, but then you see. Um, then you, I think it goes, it comes back to Chris's face or Chris standing up and like putting his hands up. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I had very much the same feelings. I'm like, this is gonna be the freaking dirt bag. Yeah. And I just, oh, I think what was, okay, let me ask this question. Yeah. What did you notice first when they cut back to the police car? When when it cuts back, the camera slowly pans to show the side of the door because he's opening the door, and it says transit TSA, uh, TSA or something like that, right? Yeah. When I said that, when I saw that, like I just felt this relief, this release of like my stress is gone, like he is okay. Yeah. And then and then Rod comes out, and yeah. I just you cheer, you're just like yes, Rod, like you did it, man, you saved the day. Did you know? Do you know about the alternate ending? To this movie? No. Oh, you can see it on YouTube. We'll, we'll put a link to it. Do you want, uh, so the alternate ending yeah, is he, he's standing on, over her. Um, she, she actually dies. Because in here, she kind of says, help me or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And then she dies. She dies. Um, sirens go off. He looks over, raises his hands. It's the police. Uh, it's actual police. And they come. They arrest him. Then the movie cuts to six months from now, six months later, and Rod is sitting like at a in a prison. They bring in Chris. He's in the orange jumpsuit, and they're just talking. And Rod goes, "Hey man, like, I need you to remember names. Like, uh, like try to remember some of these people's names. And I think we may have a case." And and Chris just very sad and kind of gloomy, just says, "Like stop." And he says. Don't worry, man. I I did it, meaning like he or or, or I, I stopped it. He says, oh. and he repeats it. I stopped it. I stopped it, and and meaning you know he stopped like the harvesting of, of African American bodies and and whatnot. And then he just kind of gets up. He's taken out, and you just see him walk away, and that's it. Mm. Very very different uh, move, like ending. And Jordan has this. This wasn't this wasn't released as right. He never like was. This he, just, no, he filmed it. No, I know he filmed oh. it. But what I'm saying is like he 
it wasn't included in like bonus features. It was just like something that was released later on. Uh, I think like, uh, what do you mean by bonus features? Like, like it's on, it's on like on the Blu-ray. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And you can also see it on on YouTube. Yeah. It's got the commentary on it. But essentially, he says, you know, when the when the movie was about to come out, we were having the Black Lives Movement, yeah, Black Lives Matter movement happening. And he said, I felt like society was waking up to realizing these things. That if I had put that original ending, it was too heavy-handed. Uh, it was me forcing a message that America w- was already getting to, mm. right? And so he he they went back and recut it and reshot and did that final scene instead. Um, but very like just feeling very differently. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 really grateful that they went with the ending they did. I'm glad that they went with the. Here's ending the other thing did. I really appreciate. Okay, he didn't. Kill, he didn't finish killing her. How yeah. easy would it have been for Jordan to say, for, for Ryan's like, dude, you, he's like, you're safe, man. If you want to, like, you know, like having a sense of anger and that built up stuff. Chris, it's not that he wanted to kill everyone. No. I mean, he, like, he was, it was a sense of protection, but also, like, he was just trying to get out with, I mean, once he killed the father, right, because he needed to get past him. Mm-hmm. He just was trying to get. He was, he was just trying, trying to, get to leave. Out. Yeah. yeah, right. But the mom comes, and then he even goes back to pick up the grandma because one, he's like he was he's triggered leaving a woman, a black woman on the road again. Payoff, payoff, payoff. right? Man, such great payoffs. Yeah, all of this, and to me, I truly just appreciate the fact that like we get back in the car, and Rod is like, "I told I you, told man." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's even even crazier about that is that like he 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 alleviates this like the the this sense of tension, this tension with this comedy. However, it is tragic that he he the first thing isn't he like are you okay? Yeah. It's it's I told you man, don't go. You shouldn't have gone. But you know like yeah, so I don't know. It's just really good stuff. We will revisit this movie. We will again. revisit this movie. Because I think I, I want to revisit. Maybe we'll revisit every Halloween. <laughs> we totally should. Or so, I don't know. We'll figure something out. I, I love this movie. I really do. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. I love this movie. Go go out. Watch it again. Revisit it. Um, I think this came out in 2017. So. Yeah. If you haven't watched it like I didn't, you know, d- do it. Do it. Do uh, it. If you didn't do it before this episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and would love it if you could subscribe on whatever platform you got your podcast. And if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave us a review to help us to get discovered or to let us know how we're doing. More importantly, what did you think of Get Out? Um, what did we forget to talk about? Let's, let's continue this conversation. You can follow us on socials, uh, Real Chumps, or you can even email us at your at realchumps.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Marstrosity, M-A-R-Z-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. And um, Rubio underscore TV. Join us next week as we continue our journey into some of our favorite spooky films with Edgar Wright's Shadow of the Dead, like we talked about earlier in this episode. I'm excited. I haven't seen this movie in over a decade. Same. It's been a while, so I'm excited to revisit it Me and too. watch it. So watch it, and we'll catch you back next week. Later. Later.